Jesus, Mary Joseph, and the wee donkey. <laughs> that was very, yeah, in my head. And I feel like there's too much going on. We have tried to say that we will get this over quite quickly tonight. I don't think there's any way we're going to do that. You've got a lot of notes. I've got a hell of a lot of notes. I don't think I've ever had more notes of this. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just, yeah, I've never really looked at the notes before, but I saw you chatting. Wow. Mark has a lot of notes, everyone. I mean, have you written a novel? Is this the uh, AC12 handbook? This is my PhD. <laughs> Right, we better get into it then, because like I say, my head is just like, oh, right, come I think, on. I think this is all quite one, it all pulls in the same direction, so it should be quite logical in how we go through this. So first of all, yeah, can we have a 10? What do you mean 10? For in, well, you do like a 10 gun salute for someone who's fallen. Oh, is that I what want, you mean? I want a 10 noise at the beginning of the tape. Tribute but, to Ryan. But why would we want a tribute to Ryan? Because he's a baddie. Yeah, but he I think he's quite a memorable baddie. I, I totally agree, but I don't think we should have a tribute in inverted commas to the to a criminal. I'm quite sad that he's dead. I think I, I mean what else could happen with his character I, now when I you're out there in the a, open? I think he deserved a bit yeah, yeah, obviously his storyline had come to an end, but I think he deserved a better a better send-off than to just be shot off screen Oh yeah, okay. in between an episode. But we know why that's happened, which we'll obviously we'll come on to later, I'm sure, in your yeah. many, many, many notes. that There's a little twist with that, isn't there? But maybe if... Were you thinking that maybe... I don't he think would... there's a twist. So I'm interested in where think, we get yeah, to on Yeah, this. okay, well, we'll come back to that later. Yeah. Are you thinking about that, like him having an interview with Ted, for example, which I would have really liked to have seen Ted sort of rip him apart. I No, I didn't even need to see that. I just think he should have been shot on screen. And by, that should have yes, been it. Yes, and, and that, that, he des- he, his character deserved that sign-off. Okay. It's like, it's like in anything when someone's killed off screen, it's only a minor character that should happen to, and I think Ryan was better than that. Now, I've got to ask a question. Mm. Have you? Did you see the spoiler that leaked last week? No, I didn't see anything at all. Because there was a preview that was released before the before the season started, which was Ted doing the "You will be given the full protection of the law." To and I think it showed because it was I only saw it on my mobile, so I couldn't quite tell. But it looked like it was Joan Kerr, and obviously that was who it was this oh, week. Okay, so, so I, th- I think I I got the sense that Kate was still alive. Yeah. I'd caught a couple of things online where people had said, oh, but in the, the in the trailer, the original trailer, mm. there are scenes of her that we haven't seen yet. Yes. And I think I think if Kate was going to be... Like, we said this last week, didn't we? Mm. If Kate was going to die, I think we would have seen it. It would have been a big ending. It would have been a big reveal. And everyone would have been talking about, you know, what was going to happen now with the big three. Yeah. One thing I don't understand is, why are Kate and Joe on the run at this point? The, well, yeah, this, this is entirely what... You know, I was saying all the little twists and everything. This is entirely what I'm really confused about because this seems to be that Kate has... Kate has clearly shot Ryan, right? Like they say, double tap. She's the one that has the firearms trailer. We've Mm. seen that in all the other series. She's done it. Surely she's done that in, as they say many times in the show... In, in like in her lawful it's in is not the word but as part of that's what I'm wanting to say as part of her lawful duty like yes. in, it is a lawful thing that she has done someone is pointing a gun at her yeah yeah I... and, and Joe could have backed her up Joe could have just said 
you know, it's nothing OCG, nothing to do with me. Ryan's clearly a baddie mm. and I can back up everything that Kate said without dobbing herself in it. But instead, Kate's shot him and then ran off yes. to Steve's house to, to pick, get... To get the communal car that they have. To get the James Bond car that yes. he's bought. <laughs> and all the while, she's like protecting Joe. Yeah, I'm didn't glad it. I, I thought I'd missed something. And mm. it might be that we have, but yeah, it clearly wasn't clear if we're... Well, I mean, Kate, the whole time, hasn't she said that she doesn't think Joe is bent, she thinks Joe is misguided, she thinks Joe's got issues going on, but she doesn't think she's bent. And, and she Joe thinks is... she's been set up. Yes, yeah. But I don't think that running away was the most productive no. solution. What was she planning on doing? Well, like, that's just it. going on the run forever? She, like, she's waiting for... Unless she was thinking... Going to Spain. Well, yeah. oh, don't go there, look what happened then. <laughs> Unless she's thinking, oh, we best go in case other members of Yoshi. But but then Joe has set her up to be murdered. So why take Joe with you unless you're taking Joe to the nearest police station? Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So she takes Steve's car. They have a little system whereby they have a drop box with a, with a car key in. I enjoyed it. Through this, we have a little bit of conversation between them, uh, between Joe and Kate, where Joe says, Joe admits that her mum is Tommy's sister. And Joe's dad was a bent copper. Or so she thinks. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. The police are onto the car. Which, again, yeah. I was like, how on earth? There's helicopters. Mm. There's They're doing that thing where they chuck all the... You we established earlier in the yeah, season what it's called. Do you know what it's called? No, I've forgotten it's already. a stinger. A stinger. They throw the stinger on the... And Kate, masterfully, um, is able to break before hitting it. And she's doing all the all the stuff. You know, the, the, the what's this that I'm doing with my hand? You know, when, you, when you've got Dancing. the... Dancing. Dancing. <laughs> she's doing lots of twirly things with the gear stick. Do you not twirl the gear stick? No, no but you know what I mean. Drops a gear, drops it into a yeah. spins it around, does a donut. Oh, very good, yeah. yeah. I mean, she will have evasive action training. That was all very Jason Bourne. I like it. Called. No, yeah. no, I'd take that. Yeah, get a small car, put it in reverse. Yeah. So anyway, they're trapped down a side street. Uh, they get out, and there is a bit of a standoff. Joe throws down her weapon, but Kate is reluctant to. Yeah, and again, that I thought was big. Sort of, come on, Kate. Mm. A, why are you running away? But B. Don't be a plonker. Yeah. And I know she thinks they're going to be setting, setting her up. Mm. She thinks Steve set her up because it's Steve's car. Yes. And how else would they know? She thinks Hastings has set her up because Steve's told her that Hastings has got this money stored in Corbett's wife's house. You know, yeah. So mm. I can understand, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, Steve talks her down, though, in the end. Denies that he told her where the car was. And we let her find out that Carmichael has had tracking bugs put on all AC-12's That's vehicles. Not good, is it? No. It's not very nice. You're going to see Steve's outside. Steph Colbert's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's driving up to Merseyside a lot, isn't he? Yeah. Joe and Kate are arrested and put in cells, but they get a message through to Steve. Well, Kate sends a message through to Steve saying, check out the OCG print shop. We then have the core of any Line of Duty season, the long interrogation scene. This was a long scene. This was about about 40 minutes. Yeah, I, I was I checking the, the thing as well, thinking how long have we got left? Do you know I had a good week this week? No, go on. The subtitler. Because <laughs> clearly, in his clipboard, he will have had no comments. And he can just control and V, control and V, control and V, control and V. Half Based. a job. Yeah, saved, saved so much time. <laughs> So the first thing that's revealed is that Tommy is Joe's uncle and father. 
which I had seen on Tinternet. It's because, on a post-it note. Yes. In the it, on the big board. And they had used a word that I I'm not gonna try and repeat, but it was like homozygotic, something like that, some sort of genetic <laughs> monkey. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, and says is Tommy's niece yeah, stroke daughter. daughter. Fine. But this is this is news to Joe, I think. Did oh, you get absolutely, that? Absolutely, yeah. That, yeah, I believe her that. Yeah, I totally believe that she, she didn't, didn't know, know that, and that was I was such a devastating piece of it. I felt really sorry for her. Well, she looked. That's not horrific. a way. Yeah, I mean, that's not a way to. I mean, it's a horrific thing mm. to find out anywhere. But yeah, in this situation, and Carmichael, who we haven't spoken about yet, but Carmichael is so sociopathic <sighs> that you can just see her just giving that information. Like twisting the knife to give it rather than being so, you know, yeah. Hastings and Steve are clearly being more empathetic. Yes. But Carmichael is like, I'm just going to give you this information mm. and then I'm going to give you more and then I'm going to give you more. There's just nothing there. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> what, Carmichael? Yeah, I think she's brilliant. So good. Um. So in her apartment, they have found the laptop. Amanda has decrypted the conversations. Yeah. I mean, it's well not done, said Amanda. that it's Amanda, but. Yeah, let's say it is. Yeah. Um, so they've found the conversations. The IP address being sent is from Joe's house. The IP address that's received was in Spain. Mm. I'm not convinced about that. Oh right, as an if, as an IT professional. If you go to the go to the trouble of an encrypted chat service, you use a VPN. So I mean, it could be anywhere, mm-hmm. and that might be a plot point later on. That it might just be a complete red herring. But of it being in Spain, obviously points to Thurwell. We barely knew him. Yes. I mean, do you reckon he... Yeah, we'll come back to that. <laughs> you know where I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We found out Joe's, Joe's mum has taken her own life in 1996, and Joe opens up at this point a little bit. Really, really sad tale, actually, when you... when And brilliant acting by Kelly MacDonald. Mm. She just gets smaller and smaller and almost... Younger doesn't sound right because she looks so haggard and world-weary... But she's almost childlike when Infantile. she's ex- yeah, explaining. Infant, yeah. Infantile, is that what you're trying to go Not for? infantile, because I think that's childish. Okay. But she, yes, yeah. there is a word <laughs> okay. that I'm not going to get at this point. So, <laughs> But, you know, that, what a sad story to be... Uh, her mum was born into crime. She had her when she was 15 to the bent copper, mm. as so we're led to believe. And... Then Joe was born, and then she was doing really well, and she yeah. was in Glasgow, and she was sixteen, and then her uncle, in inverted commas, Tommy, comes along and says, "You're going to be in the police," and that seems to be—it's a real, it's a thread going through line of duty. You've got it with Doc Cotton, you've got it with Ryan Pilkington, that placing people into the police at a young age, and then them doing your bidding. Yeah. So a few revelations that we get in quick succession here. We find out that Joe had case files in her drawer, which show her predecessor theorising that Gail Velo's case could be a contract killer. And yes. then Buckles soon moved on that SIO. What is an SIO? Is that a senior investigating officer? officer? Yeah. So we haven't seen who was... Because when we first go into the series, yeah. Joe's in charge, Kate's there, the whole team, you feel like they've been running that case for ages. Mm. This was news to me that there was someone else. I don't know if it had been mentioned before, yeah. but the whole idea was that Buckles had moved that person on, she had been brought in, a bit like the Pilkington, you know, Ryan being brought on the team as a PC. But yeah, more, more, ca- these case files, I mean, surely they're numbered and 
like they they seem to be missing anywhere. They're in Buckle's boot. They're in Joe's house. How many case files are there? Um. So she admits to planting the burner phones in Farida's house. So Farida's now innocent. Yeah, she's out of it. Um, she's been beaten Poor up. Like, but, I know. Yeah. yeah. Joe tipped off to the raid on Carl Banks's flat. Well, well, well Terry's Terry, flat. Ter- yeah. Terry's. Terry, Terry, Terry's flat. Why do I always get that wrong? So yeah, she 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 sort of gives the game up for everything that we knew already. Like she yeah. sorted out that um, decoy raid mm. that we we kind of guessed that people sort of knew that she manipulated buckles as part of the investigation. <laughs> I love the fact she said it wasn't that difficult. I imagine not. <laughs> she admits that the evidence against Terry was planted. Mm. She won't go so far as to say it was Carl Banks, but it seems I don't know whether they're leading us down this path and if there is. We've only got an hour left, or it's probably going to be a bit longer, probably mm. an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, at, least it's, so. at least it's a bank holiday next week, yeah. so we don't have to get up on <laughs> Monday morning. Um, but there could be some revelations coming about who's killed Gail Vella, but who yeah. could it be at this point well, that would I be got, more entertaining? The interview confused me somewhat in that she was choosing to give some answers and choosing to go no comment on things that I kind of thought, why would you go no comment on that? Like the Carl Banks thing. Yes. I can understand why she's going no comment when they're pushing her down the line of the, in inverted commas, the bent coppers. So when he's, you know, Hastings is pushing for Osborne, Hastings is pushing for Buckles, Carmichael's trying to move away from, you know, she's muttering under her breath, there is, there is uh, no evidence of institutionalised, well, you know. Yeah. So she's doing all that, she's protecting her seniors and protecting herself in her position. So I can understand why that, she's scared of a senior police officer having her done in. Fine. Yeah. But on other things, I I didn't understand why she was protecting the OCG. Yes. But I think she gave quite a bit away and there was some really good, it's actually as, as like an education person, not not the way I would describe myself professionally, but you know, education someone, an education person. person. But as someone in education, I really enjoy watching the interactions between the different people in the interviews and sort of looking at tactics for trying to get someone to open up. Yes. And I thought there were some beautiful bits of interviewing technique in there. From Steve, from yes. Ted, not from Carmichael. Yeah, and, and Steve picking up on the body language of Joe Davidson when she wants to speak. Yes. And he then goes back to the emotive point that he sort of feels that she wants to open up on and sort of prompts her, you know, you were talking about your mother. And mm. she was like, yes, I, w- I want to speak more about about this. I thought some really lovely um, bits of really subtle acting in there yeah the print shop from season five has been raided oh yeah it is and there was a strong box with gail fella's laptop inside i didn't know that that's what they'd found did you get that straight away you know when they said there was box and there was a laptop and some other things in there i i didn't know what i thought it might do you remember when ted um ted took his laptop into like a, a an it place and later on said that he had pornography on it and he was getting rid of it yes and i thought it might be ted's laptop because we were led along the pathway of thinking that he might be using his laptop in the way that joe is doing with Mm. the spanish in inverted commas person it'd be weird if he took it into a shop to if 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 they revealed it during this interview yeah i know but that's all i could think of was well who has a laptop that went somewhere so i couldn't remember the stuff there was a laptop with recent google searches of (laughs) irish phrases and um cheap hotel rooms 
Oh, yeah. But I got, yeah, I was getting a bit confused. I, there's so much to take in, isn't there? That even just simple stuff like, well, of course, her laptop and her, you know, they were looking for all of this stuff. But yeah, it's there. And I like the fact that Joe pushed back on, are you still laughing about your uh, yes, joke? Yes, I am. Well, right, yeah, yeah, can you tell? Yeah. I like the fact that Joe pushed back and sort of said, no, I didn't know it was there all the time. You searched that place, but yes. the search was done eighteen months ago. Mm. It was a, it was a like a copper's instinct, yeah. Which she clearly has. She clearly enjoys being a police officer. We then find that there were files on Gail's laptop relating to an investigation into the Lawrence Christopher murder, which we talked at length about last time. So they're really bringing that all in together, yeah. aren't they? Joe seems to not know anything about this, um, and. I believe her. Yeah, I believe from, her. Yeah. From what it's worth believing a yeah, fictional yeah, character. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe her and I believe that when she says that, you know, when she's talking about uh, Gail Vella and Lawrence Christopher dying awful deaths. Yes. I totally believe her because I think the acting that, that Kelly MacDonald's doing, I think, leads you down the pathway of believing that she is thinking she's going to end up the same way because it's the same people involved. Yes, absolutely. We then get on to linking the entire case to Marcus Thurwell. I think this seemed like a bit of a stretch. I don't know. Thurwell has been mentioned before. There are people, when you think about it in real life, there are people who are in the background that aren't seen all the time. I I, I don't know where they're going with Thurwell other than maybe her thinking that he was her dad or something. Yeah. You know, the, when she's talking about the okay. the policeman that was yeah. her, her dad, and mm. he's clearly been involved with all of these incidents in the background, and then he was disgraced, then he's off to Spain. Yeah, seems to be. Mm. Um, it seems like it's a big, pretty quick jump. It's like last season, and I've mentioned it before, but with the oh no, it wasn't H, it was four. Oh right, yeah. It just seemed, and, and then that's man. and then that is the truth. Mm-hmm. It just seems like well, that's yeah. a copper that was involved with a few things. It must be him. Like, it would be a thread of investigation, but yeah. it doesn't seem to be. At least Jimmy Nesbitt gets to have his uh, mugshot up on the on the screen again. Yeah, yeah, He gets yeah. paid every time his mugshot comes up. He will. Will he? Yes. Because it's his image. Yeah. Uh, this goes back to... I think this goes back to, like, the thing with Crispin Glover and Back to the Future. Isn't that a different jurisdiction? Well, you know, speaking as a lawyer... There's, aren't those different laws? <laughs> I wouldn't say. It's using really use of someone's image images. Rights. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too uh, au fait with image rights, but yeah, I might look that up. Should we explain about <laughs> Christopher Glover and Back to the Future too? <laughs> we, we probably should. It was quite a landmark case, as I understand it, because Crispin Glover didn't want to come back or wanted more money wanted to come money, back. Yeah. So they dressed someone up like him and used archive footage of him from the first film as well. And he sued and got got royalties for the film because they... I did think as a child that it was the same actor. Obviously, I didn't know he was Crispin Glover because I was a kid, but I thought it was him because... Although they do have him upside down for quite a lot of the film. Mm. I mean, I didn't realise that Jennifer changed between the two films until growing up. And that he looks completely different, so it's not necessarily (laughs) the most... uh, Yeah. So then we find out about the shooting of Ryan. The bullets came from Kate's gun. So it confirms what we thought. Mm. I still don't know why Kate's on the run for it, but... Joe takes the blame. Yeah, still don't know why. And earlier on, she has handled Kate's gun with a intent to get her fingerprints on there. 
And Joe quotes regulations perfectly. Absolutely. Fantastic. She's a great police officer. It's like Carmichael last season mm. with her investigation. Mm-hmm. She names the regs and the subregs and everything like that about why she was protecting Kate and why it was okay. The question is, who was giving Ryan orders? Was it Osborne? And Carmichael cuts everything off. Absolutely cuts it down. Mm. Do you think we're meant to believe that Carmichael is a baddie? So in cahoots with the OCG, with yours, or do you, or are you thinking like I am, that she is so ambitious that she is protecting her seniors, who will then give her even more promotion and even more money, and she's protecting her own position and she's coming into this new job, wiping everything clean, and actually she she doesn't really care about yes. the institutional problems because she doesn't want to think there's institutional problems i get the feeling that she doesn't she doesn't care the bigger picture because the bigger picture doesn't get her immediate results i think she's bothered about the immediate results and that's all she's bothered about well put yeah um you know she's she's doing the job that's in front of her without thinking of like (laughs) the bigger strategy if we're using wanky corporate terms (laughs) she is very she I, I know people like her, and I sort of yes. put my put my hand hand up tentatively here in that people who are really detail focused, but don't necessarily step back and look at the bigger picture. And again, I'm you know I'm putting my hand up. I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, I do I do get that sort of person, but it is very short sighted when you're when you've got someone there. Yeah. who is giving you this information, who could possibly crack if you had three senior officers sitting there saying to you, we will protect you, we will do what you know. And if you think that they are on your side, you might be persuaded to give more information that you intended. Mm. But she she's not interested. I I will be disappointed if she is part of the... I agree. ...conspiracy. I think yeah. it's just too, just too obvious. Like, it's a lazy writing to have this person who comes in. She, she's too much of a... She's too much of an obstacle to the investigation yeah. for her to be part of the And I think problem. last series, when she was involved in the uh, the investigation with Ted, yes. she did go with the evidence, once the evidence was put to her, yeah. that this that she was going down the wrong route. It mm. wasn't that she... you know, And then even at the end, there was another female uh, chief inspector, or someone else was there and sort of like, give it a rest, Patricia, sort of thing. Yes. You know, enough's enough. And she took instruction. I think she's really, really... I mean, God, Anna Maxwell-Martin, she's just phenomenal. I remember seeing her in... Was it Bleak House? It was it was a Dickens. I think um, Gillian Anderson was in it as well. It was an all-star cast. It was one of my favourites. It was old BBC, you know, lovely period drama with everyone possible in it. Yes. All, you know, a bit like a David Copperfield, that we, a, a film that we watched recently, where you were sort of going, oh, there, there, oh there's another actor. Oh, there, yeah, we know them. And it was, she, she was in it and she was just fantastic and a real standout star. Kerry Mulligan was in it as well, actually. Speaking okay. of, because so, we, we've just watched um, Promising Young Woman. We've just... Um, Review on the review on the, time, on, on the in the in the feed. Currently. Yeah, if you want to hear our review of Promising Young Woman, it's in in the feed. But it was a fantastic performance, and I did think, well, where has she come from? And she just seems to pick 
these really different roles. She's in a BBC show called Motherland, where she's that's a comedy and she's just a harassed mother. Yes, which I I really love. I find it that so relatable. I've watched the first episode. Of yes, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then this to come in the Pat Carmichael, Patricia Carmichael, the way she smiles. It's the the the, the smile. It's such an acting choice, I think. Oh, yeah. That smile at the end of every sentence. Yes. Or in the middle of a... You know, and, and the way that she's so crisp and everything stops. She she doesn't, like I'm doing, ramble on. She's not a <laughs> rambler. But I thought there were some really interesting choices during the interview where she... Can, you almost forget that she's there. And she's just sat back and sat back and sat back. And then she comes forward again. Yes. And you, you sort of feel the tension between her and Ted and Steve particularly at one point when she's whispering instruction to him again. Mm. But other times you watch she's fade you know, she fades into the background as if you forget that she's there. It's just, what a phenomenal casting. I think Jed Mercurio and T must be rubbing their hands together to get her her in because you kinda love to hate her. Uh, yeah, that and that's that's the perfect way to describe it. Um she is yeah, she is the antagonist that is just you you're happy every time she's on screen. Um, yeah, that's absolutely perfect. So we go to Kate, and she has not been charged. There is not sufficient evidence that she was involved, but we do. It, there is mentioned that there was a double tap. Now, had you heard of this before? Yeah, yeah, double okay. tap, like that. Oh, sorry, I've just done it. To Thank you. you. That's yeah. not what you want on a on a Sunday night, do you? Remember, kids, <laughs> to the head, double tap. Guns don't kill people. It's just rap. And that would normally be the work of a trained firearms officer, of which... Yeah, Kate is. Kate is, and Joe isn't. And Carmichael says that she's not gullible, but she is pragmatic, which I think really fits the character. Mm. She's not going to go after her. You know, like she said, she's pragmatic. She knows what's happened. Yes. Which means Kate's back on the team. She's essentially taken over from Joe, really. Well, yeah, she's the senior investigating officer as part of... MIT? MIT, Murder Investigation Team. Yeah, I I can't hear MIT without thinking... What, the American... Massachusetts College of Information Technology? Technology? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, There was a car park meeting between Kate and Steve. All seems to be forgiven. It's all very mate-mate. Well, I mean, he's not done anything wrong. No, no, I just, you know, after everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. Nice to see Kate's back in her beautiful coat as well. I was very sad when I saw Kate in a prison cell with some awful, like, regulation jumper and terrible shoes. And I think, what a, what a waste. <laughs> Get back in those beautiful coats, Kate. Honestly, I am totally obsessed with them. I know it's really, really... I know it's one of those things where, like, women shouldn't... But genuinely, her her Kate has looked... Really, and it, 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 I think it's a really interesting choice from her. She looks really together. She looks, she, she's left the team. She's made some friends at MIT. And I think it's really shown in her wardrobe and in her styling this time. Would it shock you to say that I've never noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. She has some beautiful coats. Okay. I just love her coats. But that's, yeah, that's exactly why. Anyway, I thought, let's move on. Yeah. They go to investigate one of the workshops from last week. And they find significant amounts of machinery in there that look like they produced the bullets, oh, the guns that are related to the Jimmy Lakewell ambush. I think two episodes ago? Yeah, the big one. Mm. Mm. There's far too much stuff in there to be removed by two people. So 
they ask for the floor to be removed in the workshop. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. I mean, that was a... That's a... Yeah. I need to see that again, because how did we get to that... I know he said there were loads and loads of things in the van, and he listed, like, the hall of B&Q. Well, yeah, and I think think what it's indicating is that they're... Yeah, they certainly weren't there to move stuff away. They were there to do some work. Right, okay, that makes more sense. Oh, thanks for that. As they're there, Chloe rings, and there is a raid on Farewell's villa in Spain. Now, very exciting for you. Yes. Because Amanda shows up. Yes. Favourite ancillary character, Amanda. Yeah. And she's been doing Duolingo too. And they had the same joke, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, and I don't think anyone will do. How would they? Yeah. I'm currently learning Spanish on Duolingo, which Elaine takes great joy in laughing at me. It's every night. Well, yeah, Every night. I've got 120, 153 day streak, I it's think it is. It's mad. It's one of your competitive things. So it's a thing that you do and you get rewards for, for not missing. So that's great. That fits right mm. into you. But also you've learned Spanish. Your baby and my letter. Thank you. That's I eat a suitcase. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, some of the phrases you come up with recently. Actually, that's either. I drink a suitcase. Oh, well, so, yeah. yeah. Don't we all? I mean, yeah. <laughs> did, did you? I, would, I nearly nudged it and went. You, are you getting what they're saying? Can you can you translate? No, because the problem with Spanish is everyone speaks so quickly. Mm. It's almost like blah, 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 blah. It's I got um muerta. Yeah, muerta. Which is yes, dead. dead. Yes, <laughs> I got that at the end. Yeah. But yeah, Amanda, look, at that. she's brilliant. They need to bring her in more. I, Make I, her part of the team, I'm, like properly. I'm really hoping for a female spin-off between yeah, her and yeah, Chloe. Yeah. Oh, they'd be brilliant. Fighting crime. Yeah. Given some superpowers. <laughs> All right. I'd send them off to more exotic locations each week. That would be, but I would enjoy that. Yeah, I know yeah. you would. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, there was a raid on the on the Spanish villa of Thurwell, but when they arrived there, and I think it's right, there was a man and a woman dead in there. A man and a woman. I didn't know whether they said two women, but you see a man on the floor as soon as you saw him <laughs> on the floor. Go, Marcus. Oh, God. Right, so you see him on the floor. I mean, you don't see his. You don't see his face. You yeah. purposefully. It's interesting because you don't see Jimmy Nesbitt. Do you know what I mean? You just see. A, they thought it was like a flowery shirt, but I might be wrong. Do you reckon this is just a so that they don't have to have Jimmy Nesbitt acting in sort this? Of, yeah, maybe. Or and they've done essentially it's like an egg. the biggest. Well, it's the biggest fake out since yeah. Danny Mays died in the first yeah. episode. I guess. Yeah. If, if that's the case, that they're bringing someone. Thing. Yeah. It must be really fun mm. to be, like, genuinely, to be Jed Mercurio and go, I'm just going to do that, because I can. Yeah. My last uh, my last notes are Ted is cracking. Oh, Ted is cracking, yeah. Oh, Ted, he's in the lift, and he's having... We've all been there. We've all been, I usually do it in the, in the loo at work. But, you know, you've, we've, have you been there before? When you, when you go in and you just have a bit of a moment and you just think, oh, this is a rubbish day. And I would just swear at my desk. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're a bit more open than I am. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a very different environment okay. where I work. <laughs> uh, and Joey's threatened. Oh, she yeah, sorry, she is, absolutely, at the end. Because yes. it's the same... Um, the woman that... The same guard, isn't it? Injured Farida and, and scolded... Lindsay Denton. Yes. She's a baddie. She is a baddie. She deserves, She belongs in prisoner's and I, Block H. I honestly thought she was. That was part of that they were all in on it, and yeah. it was going to be like six of them beating her up, and she would like die. But she sees with her mate 
who looks very they look very similar yeah um she sees that all of the videos are on and everything i don't know what they call it. i did um did steve call it like a vsu or something like that at some yeah, point like um i guess which is vulnerable or something all oh, right okay, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah but a vpu visible vulnerable prisoner unit okay I, I don't know if that's true or not but yeah we'll take there's it. cctv everywhere mm-hmm. anyway so she is somewhat protected so that's the end of the episode. Yeah. There's not many like character moments this week. Um, Do you not think? I think, I think it's the whole more of functional. that interview is well, character no, for the for, I mean, for the main three. Um, all right. Well, Kate gets quite a bit to do in terms of a I'm on the run. Um, does that really build a character? I think it shows you that she's she's not going to lay down and... But then I'm confused as to why she didn't. I don't see but... that that's a character building. Oh, moment. all right. Okay, right, fine. Steve gets a final warning email telling him he needs to come in. Otherwise, he's going to be... We did make that joke, didn't we? Because we saw him go near his desk. Yeah. And I turned to you and went, he's going to get another email. Yeah. Oh, and look, he did. But also, he was looking to say... It, it seemed to zoom in on this whole idea that he would be suspended. And it sort of zoomed in on it as if that was going to be a plot point that he wanted to happen like oh I get suspended and I can go and do X, Y and Z but Steph. then it yeah Mark <laughs> um, Ted looks are you okay? No! <laughs> Ted looks really shifty when someone mentions Lee Banks did you spot yeah, that? Yeah, yeah but the he camera does look shifty at various but like he looks very uneasy yeah. after what he said and yeah. it was mentioned in the previously on so it's clearly something we I need to be reminded of I was going to come back on on him, but I don't understand why. Mm. Not so much a Chloe this week. Yeah, no super Chloe. She was, she, I mean, she's still been brilliant. She, she was bossing well. it at the um, at the at the rate, at the crime scene, just pulling out. Oh, yep, this is the vehicle. Yeah, blah 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 blah. But yeah, not she's, much she's for been, to do. Just being very competent. She's not gonna be evil, is she? No, no, she's not. I no. don't think she is. I think they've sort of. She's had maybe her moment and mm. line of the week mm-hmm. uh, from Steve. When someone asked him what they were talking about, having access to each other's cars and home home keys for extreme situations, and Carmichael asked him, "What would you class as an extreme situation?" and he replies, "An unexplained interruption in the chain of command." Spot on. Yeah. What's your thoughts for next week? I have no idea. I genuinely have no idea. I know I should have loads of theories and I should know you know like, this is going to happen this is going to happen yeah. I, I because when Fleming and Joe were on the run I was like this is like a different show yes. this is not mm. what and I couldn't understand why but I do like that I do like the fact that I just don't know I just don't know this has got to come to an end this has got to come to a conclusion I, I know I've been saying that all the way through I think I don't think the series is going to be the last one but I think we are going to find out who the like the big bad is. I think Hastings is going to do something really rash because he's losing it I think, and he's not got any time. I think we're going to get an interview segment of Osborne. I don't quite know how they're going how? to pull that in, but and I've just looked, and currently it's only scheduled for an hour. Oh. Now these things can change during the week, yeah. and schedules change and everything like yeah. that. But a couple of different places, it's only listed an hour. And I still think it's wise that's the big bad. Who's wise? Uh, Mrs. McCluskey. Oh, the the chief superintendent. Yes, I think that's what she is. As we as we know from all the other episodes, we still don't really know the uh, the rankings. But yeah, okay. 
Mm, but she hasn't been in it. And Osborne's constantly been shown. Like, he's always up on the screen. They're always showing us. Not anymore. There's this man. There's... Oh, well, he's been shredded. Yeah. Carmichael asked for his and picture he, to be shredded. And he's been asked. And he's been... No one said, is it wise? Is it, you know... I just... Yeah. But I, I do think... I think we're coming to a conclusion. I'm probably going to have egg on my face next week when... Once again, things are, you know, at the end of every series, there's always things left open, isn't there? And we get the closing credits, well, they're not closing credits, but the, the closing moments where you get you get a flash up of someone and then you get some text to tell you what's happened to them. Yes. Or, you know, what what might have gone on off screen. We might get that again. I, I just don't feel that it's the end of Line of Duty. I think, I just I just don't know where else they go. But that's probably just my lack of imagination because I could I couldn't have thought this up this week. I didn't see no no what happened. I didn't think this was going to be a long interview section. Yeah, and I didn't see Kate going on the run, and you know, grabbing Steve's car from an underground bunker. You know. <laughs> just before we go, mm. just like to say, and I'm sure he's definitely definitely listening. Um, congratulations to Tommy Jessup. Oh, yes, he's in uh, Spielberg. A Spielberg TV show, is it? Series oh, it or something that? like that? I thought it was a film, but... It's a TV series, yeah. So Tommy Jessup uh, plays Terry Boyle. And, yeah, so he's been acting in the new Steven Spielberg yeah, TV show, um, Masters in the Air. Okay. Masters of the Air, sorry. I have no idea what it's about. No, I have no idea. Not. But, I mean, fair play. Like, he's, yeah. he's really good in this. and really good. Yeah, um, so it was good that came out today, didn't it? So that was nice, nice timing. Yeah. Oh, it looks like a period piece. Yes, I think I saw costume, mm. costuming. Well, I'm not interested anymore. Oh, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might not have electricity. Yeah. Um, and as anyone who listens to our our main, um, not main show, you know, yeah. what I mean, our non-line of duty shows, yeah. uh, will know that Mark's really not interested in any type of. Uh, TV or film where electricity isn't present. Definitely. You're not a Lord of the Rings fan. I respect them, but I just have no interest in watching them again. That's, yeah. Because he can't put a light bulb on. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, magic. They're very long as well. That's yeah, they the are thing. very long. Yeah. Fair enough. As is this podcast. Yes. Right, come on. Let's. We said we would do a, a shorter one. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that roundup, Mark, because uh, <laughs> I feel like I understand it slightly more. I don't, but uh, yeah, there we go. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, thanks everyone. It's penultimate one tonight, so finale next week. I think we're... And it's bank holiday in the UK. Feeling, feeling quite bereft after this. Yeah, it's, I think uh... we're going to be really sad. I know it's it's like, it's like long and we're often editing till you know midnight, but it's so much so much fun and so much interaction from, from you all. So thank you so much, everyone, who's been in touch with us and given us your theories, especially when I'm sitting going, oh, I just can't think what's going to happen next week. <laughs> um, thanks to everyone who's been getting in touch with us and telling us a, about what what you think about the show and what you think about Line of Duty. Yeah, it's just been really, really good fun. If you want to get in touch, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram, where we are The Honeymoon Pod. Yeah, we're at The Honeymoon Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I've just said exactly what you've just said. That's great. <laughs> and if you want to make us really happy, please give us a nice review on any podcast platform where you can leave reviews. We'll see you next time. See you next time, everyone. <laughs>